Welcome to Life-Giving Water Messages, where I expound upon the Word of God and, through the internet, deliver it to you. My name is Reverend Todd Laddick, and today I'm bringing to you part five of a seven-part series, which is entitled Impossible, with today's message specifically entitled The Impossible Made Possible, based off of Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. So let us dive through the word to dive into the word today. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census, and because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, a time came for the time came for the baby to, for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the Lord had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherds' story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glor glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Amen. Through the gift of Jesus, God makes the impossible, forgiveness and salvation, possible. And that's right. Forgiveness and salvation without God through Jesus Christ would not be possible, but God makes that possible. When I was growing up, I was like most boys that I, in that I wanted a girlfriend, and given my not being a very popular kid in school, I never really had many. Yet I think what I really wanted was a companion, a best friend, someone to share and receive love with. And we all know that kind of romantic relationship in 7th through 12th grades is really not likely to happen. Maturity levels and life experiences change, and those relationships mostly remain as memories from the past, fond or otherwise. Miraculously, though, just a relatively short time after graduating, I met Bernadette, who literally was a gift to God 
a gift from God to me. In Bernadette, I have a best friend, a partner, the mother of our children, and just a wonderful person all around and a heck of a nurse. I consider myself such a blessed person because of Bernadette and my children and my family. Have you ever received an impossible gift or given an impossible gift? What feelings did that stir up for you? Maybe impossible means extremely generous, something you thought would never be possible, something completely unexpected. You might think of different ways a gift could be seen as impossible. God gives the impossible gift of forgiveness and salvation through Jesus. Now, why is forgiveness and salvation impossible? Well, because we're sinners, and without the grace of God, we'll never do anything but sin. We'll keep falling into our sin. We'll keep staying separated from God. So God gives us the impossible gift of forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ. And through, through the gift of forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ, we now have the realized hope of lives, full, lives filled with peace hope, love, and joy. So first, God brings the gift of life in the midst of the mundane and routine. During the chaos of the census, during the chaos of having to travel with a pregnant wife across terrible lands, you know, and, and with bandits and other things to reach a city because the government tells you you have to go there. I mean, during the, during the chaos of the census, Jesus enters the world. Just like during our current chaotic reality, God is with us. Just like, the just like during the mundane routines of our lives where we forget who we are and whose we are, God is with us. Now, so often we romanticize the story of that, that first Christmas because our perspective allows us to see it as a time when God did something new and incredible. However, if we really think about what happened, if we really think about what happened and what was happening in the world and in the lives of Mary and Joseph, there was nothing that made their circumstances any more likely to receive God's gift than ours. They, they faced a lot of real-life challenges. And God does, seemingly, does the seemingly impossible for us here and now too, by giving us the gift of new and eternal life no matter what our circumstances. That is the point. God gave of God's self to give us the impossible gift of divine presence here in the middle of our mundane, routine, and sometimes chaotic lives. I would say oftentimes chaotic lives. Second, as we are reminded in John chapter 3, verse 16, God loves the world so much that God gave God's Son. What is God asking us to give? The shepherds and the angels could not wait to share the news of Jesus' birth. In response, God's impossible gift of God's own self and Jesus, they gave their testimony of what they saw so that all they met would be able to be amazed as they were in verse 18 and share in this gift too. How do we tell others about God's gift of Jesus? Finally, Mary pondered, the shepherds proclaimed, Joseph 
was silent. They all responded in different ways to this seemingly impossible gift. This gives us permission and space to respond differently too. Some of us might be more contemplative at Christmas times where others are celebrating loudly and yet others might not have anything to say at all. God's gift does not depend on our response. It will always be there. And I want to encourage you to reflect on how you are receiving and responding to God's gift of Jesus in this season. Have you struggled with responding to an unexpected gift? Did you share it on social media or send pictures to family and friends? This gift of forgiveness and salvation through Jesus Christ is being offered to you. How will you respond? Will you accept this gift? Will you share this gift? How will you share it? For example, you can invite someone who is alone to join you for Christmas. You could share with people the reason for your joy through Christian-centered greeting cards, through hugs, through sharing your faith story with others, or even being the miracle they prayed for if you have the means to help someone. You can share this gift with others through showing the forgiveness given to you by God to others who have wronged or offended you. Jesus calls us to do that. Remember, because God forgave us, we are called to forgive too. As a congregation, what are some opportunities to share the message of this impossible gift that has been made possible in our community? What practical ways can we offer the impossible? Who in our community are struggling invisibly in silence while no one seems to notice? If we, together, allow Christ to dwell in our hearts as Lord, we will bring the impossible gift of Emmanuel to all people who come, who we come in contact with every day, 24-7, 365 days a week. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we just thank you and praise you for this opportunity to be here and to be to be challenged by you to not only accept the gift that you have offered us, but to share it with others so that others may have that same gift. And Lord, this isn't a re-gift. <laughs> We're not taking something we don't want and giving it away to somebody else. No, this is a gift we get to keep, but a gift we get to share as well. And so help us, Lord, to share the gift of your forgiveness and salvation with as many people as we can. Let us share the gift of Jesus with as many people as we can. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, it is Christmas Eve, obviously, and hopefully you are um, 
you know you are uh, able to hear this and uh, and and hopefully got something out of it. Uh, tomorrow is a big day, of course. Uh, Jesus is born. We are going to be worshiping him at 10:30 in the morning. It'll be 12 o'clock for you guys who are listening here, as always. And uh, yeah, so I hope you and your family have a very merry Christmas. Check out the episode notes. There's links in there if you can uh, be generous with us and give the gift of. Uh, of money and uh, your your treasures to uh, the church that would be great uh, we we could certainly use it uh, it's been trying times for all churches if this is uh, just supplemental for you and you're uh, attending your own church then by all means please do support them they need it as much um, but uh, if you can support both of us well that would be a Christmas gift for all so in the name of Jesus Christ my friends remember you are richly blessed so that you may be a blessing to others go in peace and Merry Christmas.